since a kid, you know, I've always wanted to be a musician. Like there's just never been, I've never thought of doing anything else. <laughs> when I was a kid, like I, Justin Bieber definitely, because um, I was sort of around his age. Oh, he's a few years older than me, but I saw him doing it. I was like, oh, he can do it. I can do it, you know. to a new episode of Songwriter Trysts. I'm Ray Lee and this is a fun podcast that is getting deeper into the brains of incredible artists and songwriters from all over the world. We are constantly looking for ways to build and support the songwriting community and have just launched our very first online live Zoom hangouts for songwriters to join up, network, collaborate and share their new music. We are heading to South by Southwest in Austin, Texas in March 2023 and we'll spread the word about who we are and what we're doing online. If you want to join the community, support the show, or meet up at South by Southwest, go to the website songwritertrist.com and check out our events page. The podcast is a volunteer program and runs on the generosity of people like you. To join the team or to feature on your own Songwriter Trist podcast, become a member on Buy Me A Coffee, also on our website. Now, let's get stuck into today's Trist. Welcome to another Songwriter Trist with Zach and George, the band. But we're just talking to Zach today because George is a fire volunteer. Is that right? Yeah. So he's uh, a deputy captain um, at his local fire brigade at near Gundaroo. It's actually Back Creek. But, yes, mm-hmm. he's just been called to a fire um, all right. of all times. So you've just got Zach. Well, I hope he's um, safe in what he's doing. And uh, I'm sure you can fill us in on everything you've been doing anyway. So tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Yeah, definitely. So I, I grew up in Lake Macquarie, um, sort of near the lake there. And, and just with my mum, my dad, I've got two little brothers. And I listened to, I guess, a lot of pop music growing up, um, going to going to primary school. And then I sort of got introduced to the country stuff. Um, when I met George, we were about 12 years old. When we became best mates and uh, yeah we've sort of been jamming ever since and came out of high school to, sort of thinking well we don't really want to do anything else with our lives and give this a crack so that's sort of how it all started right so when did you start officially do you feel yeah officially you could probably say yeah probably uh 2016 2017 we started just playing covers gigs around new south wales and and then sort of starting to try and write a few of our own songs and we thought, okay, um, we've built a bit of a bank here. We'd love to invest in this and and we flew to Nashville and um, tried to work the songwriting side of things and and, and network and and yeah. that's really what we, we, we began. We fell in love with that, sort of getting over there and writing songs. So that just sort of became the uh, the main driver for the music and the duo um, for, before COVID. Yeah. When, so when did yeah. you get to Nashville? Uh, the first trip was 2018, I believe. So okay. I was 19 and George was 20. So oh, baby. it was a bit of a struggle at first. They wouldn't let us in anywhere. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> worst time, yeah. to, worst age. To, you should have gone to Europe or something. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Look, looking back, but no, it, it was fun. <laughs> like once we got to know a few people and uh, the the venue started to know these two young Aussie boys, they'd just chuck an X on your wrist or whatever and you'd get up there and sing a few songs or whatever. That's nice. It was fine. 
age difference of, of drinking and things like that and going into pubs. I remember, so I went, my first time was in 2019 and I was yeah. super jet lagged. I got there, fell asleep in this Airbnb and then I woke up at like 9pm and there was this other lady living there and she instantly gave me like a lecture on gun safety <laughs> and I was like, oh <laughs> yeah, like you guys have guns over here. Um, <laughs> so that was my introduction yeah. to, to Nashville. But it's an inspiration, inspirational place to, to go and visit um, and we've definitely mm-hmm. talked to a lot of people from from there, obviously, a lot of songwriters live in that city. So, yeah, so tell yeah, me about actually, yeah. Go on. Uh, I was just, I was going to say, I, um, we were similar on our first night. Sort of pulled up at our Airbnb, but it was, yeah. it was quite a funny story. So, well, it's not funny. It wasn't funny at all. Um, I was furious, but we uh, we pulled up the Airbnb and we thought it was a good idea to put all our valuables into one bag. And it was in the back seat with George in the Uber. Anyway, we've grabbed all our stuff. We've gone to log, um, unlock the Airbnb, and we couldn't, couldn't. Um, and I had the the code on my phone, and I was like, the code's not working. Maybe we go check the email or whatever. And I've, I've gone to look for my laptop. I was like, where's the bag? <laughs> and the bag's gone with, back with the Uber off oh, to another. No. And, and we've got no reception. We've got no Wi-Fi. We haven't even got in there to get the code, so we have no way of contacting anyone. Um, so we've like walked the block and we're also, we didn't really know what sort of neighborhoods are the, you know, I guess, how do you put this, you know, there's, 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 there's nice places in Nashville and then there's, I guess, you know, um, places that are a little bit risky at night. So we weren't too sure where we were. Um, but yeah, we were walking the block trying to get Wi-Fi connection to contact the Uber driver. So that was sort of our first night experience in Nashville. Well, I'm just, yeah, I rocked up to this house that was on the river and there was no one home, but they'd given me instructions of like which room was mine. And I was mm. so tired <laughs> by the time I finally got there on my own. I just walked into this random house and just found a bed and fell asleep. So I'm just glad it was the right one. Um, <laughs> good times. All right. So you guys started jamming around 12. Tell me a little mm. bit about your experience growing up, coming of age, you know, talking to guidance counsellors about music's going to be our thing. Um, how did that go down with family and school? Yeah, that that's a good question. Um, I guess all through we sort of I guess we went to school together, so we played we'd be playing at lunchtime, you know, school assemblies, whatever. Everyone knew us sort of as the music boys, you know, we'd be down there at lunchtime after school. So when yeah, when um the discussion of our futures came around, it was it was pretty 
it was an easy decision for us, but for, to get other people on, on board, it wasn't. You know, we go to the school counsellor and decide, you know, what, what are we going to study at uni? And, yeah. you know, you had to do that for, like, music. And music was sort of part of the option, but you needed a plan B. Um, yeah. And it's interesting, that plan B idea, uh, it just, I don't know, it never really interested us. Um and you know we may need it, we may not. Um, but you know until that point comes along, like we're pretty, pretty happy. I love with the what confidence. It's great. No, <laughs> my 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 counselor yeah. literally said, "Music's not a career. <laughs> mm. You've got to you've got to have something else." So I went and studied biomedical science. I was going to be a doctor. That was my plan B. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what a waste of time. Anyway. <laughs> We yeah, well, I guess, you know, you're not, you, I, I'm not sure whether you ever did anything with that or, you know, you started out doing that and you're like, this just isn't me. I yeah. did finish it because I'm I'm a finisher. I don't do half, like I don't yeah. fold. I, I'm stubborn like that. So I finished my degree um, and I did mm. work as a personal trainer and massage therapist for a while and I charged more because I had this medical degree, not that it really mm. made much of a difference. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it yeah. is. It's one of those things that was like, all I found out at university was that, no, I'm really creative and I need to be doing more in the arts. So who knows? Yeah. You just got to yeah. – everyone's got to walk their own path. So parents were supportive. You came out and you started just making money doing cover gigs. Did you travel much for that or are you just around the home? Yeah, we travelled a fair bit. We, I guess you could call it – we called it our gap year um, to get our parents on board. But, yeah, it was <laughs> – we did travel a bit. We travelled between, I guess, you know, Wagga and even up to Queensland – for a couple of shows, but it was mostly New South Wales. So like Newcastle to Wagga, yep. um, sort of within that range. And at first it was tricky, like trying to book a gig, especially when you had no content besides a few covers in your bedroom or whatever. Yeah. Um, so to book the first few gigs, it was tricky, but we ended up landing a little agency in Sydney. So then, then we were just gigging every weekend and, and okay. that's sort of where we really worked our sound and our live performance. Um, so that I guess, yeah, now then when we went to write songs, we'd sort of already had that experience. Yeah. And do you yeah. feel like that experience has massively influenced the music you're creating now? Yes and no. I I definitely think like the trips overseas definitely influenced that. I think that that's been a huge influence. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely like with our live performance and, and being able to get up there and play shows again and, and that, that feeling comes straight back when you're back, yeah. when you're up there, you know. Um, a little bit of a different vibe to, you know, maybe 11 midnight at, um, in a corner at the pub and everyone's singing K-Sam, but yeah, um, yeah, it definitely, definitely with the live performance, it, it, it's really helped us. So how did, yeah. how did that, um, COVID period impact you guys if from going like playing every weekend to nothing? Yeah. I think like most, it, it put it to a bit of a standstill. Like we still wrote a lot, like Zoom became handy, you know, we're still catching up with. Uh, our mates over in Nashville, even George and I, writing with a few people in Australia, just over Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you can only you can only Zoom for so long. It, there's something about being in the same room when you're, you know, sort of sharing experiences and 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 writing tunes. So uh, yeah. it definitely a lot of things that we were planning to do in 2020 became 2022's plan. So yeah, no, I totally get that. So. Um, when it comes to music, what do you think it is about it for you? Um, and maybe it's different for for you and George, or maybe it's something similar. But what do you think it is about music that has made you just? Because it's not an easy choice. It's you know, it is a hard path to walk. 
Yeah. What's the goal? What's the motivation for you? Um, it's definitely that live show. I think from the get-go, George and I, just that feeling we have on stage, I, I just love harmonising. Um, so when when we're playing together, um, I just get that thrill from harmonising from the crowd. And also, and also lyrically, like country music to me is all about storytelling and the lyrics, you know. Um, so it's definitely that side of things as well. But I guess the goal, like I've always, since a kid, you know, I've always wanted to be a musician. Like there's just never been, I've never thought of doing anything else. So I guess I, I'd say that. Is there someone that, I guess, that you were like idolise that you were like, oh, I just wouldn't be like that person? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> when I was a kid, like I, Justin Bieber definitely because um, no I was way. sort of around his age. Oh, he's a few years older than me, but I saw him doing it. I was no like, way. oh, if he can do it, I can do it, you know. <laughs> um, he's only 12. So, yeah. you know, I just always saw, I just always, always, always dreamt that it was just going to happen, you know. Um, you know, and now, now I'm, you know, 25 or nearly 25. Um, I'm glad that it took me a bit longer to start putting music out or whatnot, but I've still always had that dream. I love it. Yeah. You're my first ever interview that said there had Bieber fever and that was what inspired them to, to I, do I was music. proud of that. I was proud of it too. <laughs> I even, I even um, started, uh, yeah, combing my hair like he did, like the, the flick. Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I've, um, I have had I'm, a lot of Taylor Swifty fans, but um, like a lot of the girls, you know, all about the Swift. But, yeah, yeah. Beaver hasn't um, been anything that anyone's been loud and proud about. So thank you for your honesty. <laughs> no, that's all right. I guess, yeah, I, I did listen to a lot of pop music and, and a couple yeah. of my mates. Like I, I used to do a bit of, um, I guess, hip-hop dancing as well. So it was, um, okay. yeah. It I feel like we need to see that. Do you, do you share any of your dancing anyway? Uh, whereabouts? Uh, as in like on like social? Like on social? Yeah. TikTok? Not really. You Not should start really. a TikTok was, of dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was into acrobatics a little bit. So like a new music video, it was it was like a bit of a last minute thought. I was standing on a hay bale um, and we'd finished filming and I was like, it'd be pretty cool if I just backflipped off this and we got it on film. Yeah. Um, and Jay, the photographer, or the uh, director was like, yeah, sure, do, go for it. We'll see if we can use it. So Jay Sini? I did that. Uh, hey. Was it Jay Sini? Jay Sini, that's the yeah, man. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So um, did he use it? Did he use the backflip? Yeah, yeah. I think it's about the two-minute mark in our okay. uh, video for Barstool. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going so like, to have a look. Yeah, and then I showed it to a few people and they're like, oh, that'd be a cool thing to do on stage. And I'm like, yeah. would <laughs> 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 be cool. <laughs> but, a bit more risky. That's right, yeah. Make sure your insurance covers it. Yeah, I don't think they would cover that, <laughs> especially I'm not a trained professional. So. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So talk to me about um, the music that you are creating. Do you guys have a set vision or um, a mission statement on the type of music that you want to create and release? Yeah, I think like our music's constantly evolving like with each song, um, you know, from the – from the get-go, we were listening to a lot of Dan and Shay when we started writing. So I guess that sort of their first album, we started writing a lot like that and we are taking a lot of um, – that was a big influence when we first started writing. So – and but to now, like I'm listening to a lot of Morgan Morgan Wallen, um, you know, mm-hmm. even some of Keith, Keith Urban's new stuff um, I'm really liking. You know, Zach Bryan, 
even mm-hmm. so I'm listening to that sort of stuff at the moment so I think it's also what I'm listening to influences how I write if that makes sense mm-hmm. but I guess a lot of the songs that we're we have released and that we're going to be releasing this year um, is more around that pop country sort of influence um yeah definitely but Dan yeah, and Shay I guess, are very yeah. pop country aren't they they are very pop country. I, I do love how do love where they've gone with it as well. You know, like mm. they were they were they were quite country, um, but then they also broke out into the pop scene as well, um, and I've had a c- few collaborations with that. Um, so yeah, if we're back on the influence point, um, definitely Dan and Shay as well. They're, they've been, I love their song "Keeping Score." It's one of my favorites, and I do love when artists collaborate. I think it's just the most beautiful thing and that's what we do with this podcast as well and, and um, events that we run as well is all about getting people to work together and collaborate. So I love that. Mm. And and Dan and Shay do that really well. Tell me about yeah. your your learning to co-write. When did you – did you always co-write with George? Did you start co-writing from the beginning or was it something that you did by yourself? Yeah, I, I think I, I've been sort of writing from a very young, oh, like young age. I, you know, I remember my first song I wrote was sort of um, in the back of a bus or whatever um, from a school excursion. I was about nine years old and then I sang it in front of the class. It didn't rhyme, didn't make any sense, um, you know, and then I sort of wrote songs by myself through high school and then George and I started writing songs a little bit later once we started, you know, I guess the duo thing and, Mm. Our first ever co-write, we actually flew up to Brisbane. Um, we met a guy called Jared Porter at Tamworth Country Music Festival the first time we went there. Oh, and yeah. he really wanted to help us out. He said, I need to get you guys up to Brisbane. We should write some songs. Um, and the first ever co-write was with Jared Porter and Kaylee Bell, and that was Jump oh, Right nice. In. Yeah, so that was our first ever release in the end. Uh, so we'd been holding on to that song for a while, and we knew we wanted wow. to release it. Um so yeah, that was it. Was pretty cool that our first ever co-wrote, right? Besides just the two of us, we yeah. actually released that. Um, and yeah, so does that sort of answer your question? Uh, no, that absolutely answers my question. And that you know, you've you've evolved, I think, naturally. What mm. do you think has been the biggest lessons that you wish you had have known? You know, when you first started co-writing versus you know where you've got to now, because you've done obviously a lot of it all over the world. Mm. What do you think has is something that you could help other people who are trying to co-write? Just write with anyone. Like that's the biggest thing I learned over in Nashville. It's, you know, it doesn't matter whether that person in the room's a number one songwriter or they're just getting started. Um, like, for example, we were just getting started. Jared and Kaylee want you know just wrote a song with us you know and they they were they were quite they were very good songwriters in their own right and I guess we were just starting out but I think you never know what's going to come of it um and you know um someone might just have a gift or you know someone might but you also build connections through that and you never know who that person's going to be I guess in five years time or something so I guess write with anyone mm-hmm. um also if someone's got a suggestion in the room when you're co-writing it I guess there's never a bad idea you know it's always good Mm. to just try things or even if you're thinking something different uh and someone wants to take it you know just take it there and keep keep your thought yeah um you know maybe store it write it down or whatever see where that goes and then maybe if if that's not working suggest something else but yeah there's never a wrong idea um in a in a a co-write as well so yeah they're probably the two biggest things that I've 
I, I love um, that. I'd say. What about just as an artist and getting started in the career, what would you say the biggest advice is that you've either been given or, you know, you wish you had have known earlier that you could pass on? Yeah, so we were coming out of high school and uh, through a fen- friend of a friend we actually met someone, um, I guess, uh, fairly high up in the music music scene working for a big company and their advice to us was go away and write 50 songs and come back. Um, we had one half-decent song that they didn't mind and that's been the best advice we've ever had and a few people have reiterated that to us over the years. But it's it's learning how to write a song first, I think, before you release a song because you might, you might, you know, fluke it, your first song, you might write a hit and then, but the next, it's like what Ed Sheeran says, you know, when you turn on the tap, the, um, a rusty tap, you know, an old tap that hasn't been turned on in a while, it's just going to, it's going to pour out, you know, brown water and then eventually it's going to be clear. So I think holding off for a few years, you know, becoming um, a solid writer and being comfortable with each song that you're putting, uh, that you're writing down um, and then start to release music. I think that's been the best advice we've ever had. So you you were very cautious or just took your time with your releases and you think that served you well, make sure you got off to a good start. Yeah, definitely. I guess we just didn't really want to release any music until we were happy with the songs that we were writing consistently. Um, so that's that's sort of always been the plan since since we had that advice, since we left school, was to get the songwriting part down. Okay, and now let, let's go find a producer that we work really well with. Um, we're happy that we found some guys in Australia with a similar mindset to us, um, that sort of Nashville sound, the pop country, which is uh, the M Squared Boys down in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's between you know I guess figuring out figuring out how to write the song and then I guess yeah finding a producer that that's going to put it together for you in the way that you want it to be you want it to sound. Mm, absolutely, and yeah. it's all it's all a big team, isn't it? You've just got to find the right people that you trust as much yeah. as possible, and then and work with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what are, what are your goals moving forward? Because I know you, you've had the new release, uh, mm. Barstool. What what are your plans for the rest of the year? Yeah, so we've got a little tour coming up. So that, that's, I guess, been a big goal of ours uh, for a long time is sort of to plan our own little headline tour. Now, it's, it's not a lot. It's only the three shows in Sydney, Wagga and Albury. Um, but I guess it's a start. And then hopefully a little bit bigger of a tour later in the year. But I guess uh, right now we're planning the next release. Um, we've got a few few songs put together that we're going to be just spitting out over the year. Um, and then yeah, we'll, we'll work into twenty twenty four and and how that's going to how that's going to go. But um, definitely trying to yeah just book more shows, get out to the communities, especially like the rural areas. I feel like there's a lot of um, I guess potential there as such, you know, there's a lot of um, good shows that we could be playing out there that I feel like are not a lot of actually doing that. Um, so I we definitely need try it. that as well. I'm, I'm yeah. from a small country town in Victoria. That's where I grew up. And yeah. they just don't have much live music. Like even just driving to Tamworth for the festival, we stopped over mm. in Warwick and we went into their information centre and we're like, where do you guys have live music? And they're like, we don't. We don't have live yeah. music in our town. And I was like, that's yeah. the saddest thing I've ever heard. So we went and bust there on the way home. 
<laughs> just yep. just to give them some live music because yeah. everyone deserves live music, even if it is a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. It, it gives us a way for the community to connect. Um, mm. So hopefully with some of the Australian funding that the government's just announced, hopefully some of that will help get live music into rural areas. Yeah. No, definitely. It's yeah. It's always been um, a bit of a plan for us, um, you know, and, and and it also allows us to go out and play a bunch of shows, you know, which is what it's all about. Um, you know, it's it's one thing to put out a song, but it's another thing to go out, jump on the road, and actually go out there and play it. Um, that that's that's what it's all about. So, well, I guess Absolutely. at least for us. No, I I love that too, and that's it's where the connection is, and that's what you know the arts is all about. As much as we have to sit in this little studio and <laughs> write the song, and you know get it ready for that release, and all the hard work that goes into it, the joy is sharing that and uh, creating great friendships and relationships through that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but I've made some of my closest friends through music. Like we wouldn't have met if I hadn't have put out like that olive branch. I call the music that we wouldn't have found each other you know? Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful way to connect outside of our immediate communities. Um, yeah, Jeff. We, I know we've talked about Beaver and, and Dan and Shay and we've got some other inspirations, <laughs> but um, I like to kind of ask, this is a general question around inspirations. If there was someone that you could collaborate in the world anywhere, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Hmm. I'd have to say Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably a few whys. I grew up listening to a lot of Ed Sheeran. George and I sort of we we first started playing a lot of his songs, you know, and it was just us two with our acoustic guitars. But also, I just think he's such a phenomenal songwriter. Um, he can pretty much write anything, and you um, you probably don't like people probably don't really realize this, but he writes a lot of hits. Um, you know, he's written songs for Justin Bieber uh, and so on. So to be able to write a song with him I think would be, yeah, amazing. I think also he's just so real. He's such a genuine person. Uh, I mean, I've never met the bloke, but it's, he seems that way. So, yeah, I think it's definitely Ed Sheeran. I think yeah. he'll go down in history. I'd, um, I'd love to, uh, yeah. I goes. mean, him or John Mayer for me, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think that the more I've been in the industry as as an artist, uh, acting industry as well as music industry, the more mm. I have realised that being a genuine person, just being, like, kind is probably more important than talent, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you yeah. agree but I have noticed that, um, you know, if people are, if you feel like people are out to get you and stuff like that, um, you don't really need to do anything. They kind of just end up dropping off anyway because... You just you need to have a positive energy to continue in this industry, um, mm. and if you don't, or you know, you come up against those negative people, they don't hang around long long because it just that energy doesn't last very long. So, um, yeah, keep definitely. doing what you're doing, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I look forward to seeing seeing you at the next festival. Hopefully, maybe Groundwater yeah. on the Gold Coast. That's my local. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will <laughs> make sure we'll you see check how we go. Okay. Well, that's kind of the end of my official questions. Is there anything else you would like to share about what you guys are doing? I'm going to put the links to all of your socials, YouTube. We're going to check out your videos and stuff on the blog, on the website, songwritertrist.com and um, yep. all of that so people will be able to connect with you. But is there anything yep. else you'd like to share? 
Um, no, I think I think that's about it, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely go check out our social socials. We'll be posting, you know, future announcements there. Um, check us out on TikTok. Loving the TikTok at the moment. Um, I I don't take TikTok seriously at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm on there, the but I just do jokey stuff. <laughs> I don't do like music stuff. It's usually like whatever the yeah. trends are and just taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's what it's all about, you know, just it having is. fun with it. Um, yeah. I think that's social media um, to a T for us. You know, of course, you know, you've got your, your serious announcements and, and posts, but most yeah. of it for us is just being ourselves and we, we tend to goof around a little bit. So we love we love being like that on, on our socials. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I will put that out to you and, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having a chat and sorry that I missed George. Hopefully maybe we can do something in the future. Yeah, okay. definitely, right. He really wanted to be here, but, um, yeah, yeah sorry That's about right. that. It happens. I, I just tell him that I'll take it really personally. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He just doesn't want to talk to me. Um, no, that's, that's fine. And I, yeah, I'll definitely be sharing your music because it is, it's got a really cool sound. Um, and hearing you talk about your inspirations is like, yeah, that's similar to mine. So it's probably why I like your music. So well done. And, uh, I look forward to seeing you grow. Thanks very much, Ray. Thanks very much for having us. Yeah, no, no problem. Things you've been through, you got a few troubles. I got them too. We're all here to kill the time. Pouring glass and nothing proved. Every Friday, I'll meet you downtown. Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com. Music.